Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, guys? This is our podcast, Real Hauntings, where we explore paranormal activities. Primarily, we're going to have ghost stories told on our podcast from various guests. I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm JJ Crable. We both have a real interest in paranormal activity. Uh, I had some experiences when I was younger with ghosts, and we'll kind of go in that more on this episode. But JJ's not quite sure about ghosts. Yeah, I've never experienced what I thought was a ghost unless it's like some I, one time i saw a silhouette of a coat on a coat rack it was right after i watched the sixth sense and so i thought that was a ghost but then i turned the lights on and realized it wasn't i'm pretty skeptical when it comes to ghost uh stories and encounters but i know i feel like i know so many people who claim to have experience something so i don't know i'm curious and i would like someone to convince me that ghosts are out there yeah it's one of those things where so many people have stories that you just kind of want to believe okay they can't all be lying right if everybody's telling stories but then you know especially the world we live in i think we're in the age where if i can't see it if i don't have video proof of it if i don't have audio proof of it and not really believing this is a real thing right yeah and i don't even know if i like saw a ghost if I would even like necessarily believe it, you know, because I think human perception has a lot of flaws um, and can be mistaken easily. Well, so. right. You hear a lot about like uh, testimony and court cases and stuff, right? Like firsthand testimony. They'll later find out it wasn't even real. They'll find video of it later on. And it's not that the person's lying, but that's just the perception that their brains created of that event. Or they've had somebody tell them something so much, they might even give a false confession and actually believe what they're saying. Right. 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 But I want to live in a world where ghosts are real because that would be awesome. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of have like a real fear of death. So knowing that there's ghosts would at least give me the hope that this experience on earth isn't the last experience I'm going to have that I can, even if it's just like haunting people I didn't like or seeing people that I did like and being a friendly ghost, whatever, I'll take it if it means my essence or whatever can still exist in this world. Yeah. If doing this podcast with you convinces me that ghosts are real, I'm probably going to like run off and try to become like a real life ghost hunter. Oh, I thought you said you were going to run off and become a real life ghost. I was like, no, JJ. I mean, eventually, <laughs> eventually we'll find out. And you don't, so you, you're going to talk a little bit about your encounter with a ghost, but where do you fall on like belief and skepticism? Now, in my case, I have had some weird paranormal-esque uh, experiences, but even though I've had those experiences, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I want to believe like you do. I think I may be a little more likely to believe than you are off the bat A ghosts are real. Uh, again, I think some of that feeds in from my fear of death that it would really make life a little easier if I knew there were ghosts. 
also it kind of goes along with why the fuck are all these people having all these experiences if it's not real? Now, I will say I'm a lot more likely to believe in ghosts than aliens. I kind of feel like aliens are bullshit. Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm the opposite there. I'm more likely to buy into the aliens. Because the, the universe is so vast. Yeah, we can't sense. be the only ones out there. I'm like skeptical whether we've been visited before, but I don't know. There's like some some shady stuff and i like don't buy into conspiracy theories a lot but there's like some shady stuff going on in in the pentagon with regards to aliens that's another podcast if we knew what podcast we could plug them now but i don't know go find that podcast on your own yeah and who knows i mean aliens kind of fall into that paranormal stuff maybe if we find somebody who's met an alien we can have them on the podcast yeah their experience if you're listening and you have met an alien, please contact us. Cool. Well, I think we should get into your story. So, you want to set it up for us? Yeah. So, I've got a couple. The, the first one, um, it was pretty crazy. So, it wasn't just me by myself. I was 12. I was playing hide and go seek with some friends, specifically a friend of mine named Sam. It was at his house and it was a mansion. I kid you not. I don't mean just like a Mick mansion. This fucking house took up like three blocks and it's in a small town. So, everybody in the town knows exactly where this house is. Because you can't miss it. Yeah. So, Noah sent me a realtor listing of this house. So, And I, I got to say, it looks like if ghosts did exist, they are definitely living in this house. It is insane looking. Yeah. like, And one of the kind of scary things is a lot of the house was like built by slaves. You know, so there, there's some darker history with the house and the grounds. Um, it, it comes from oil money is what kind of funded these people's yeah. lifestyle through that time period. So, it's a very old antebellum uh, mansion. Um, it had a elevator in it and this was one of the creepy things that would happen. I, I'm not, I don't know if it's ghost related. The elevator would turn on in the middle of the night and rickety its way up to the top. The door would open, it would shut and then it would rickety its way back down to the bottom. So, picture that. We're kids laying in bed and all of a sudden you hear this and it would open shut and then go back to the bottom how long did your friend's family live in that house i would say 20 plus years oh really Um, but it was in the family it was in their family for probably 50 to 100 years i'm not sure exactly but a long time generations of their family lived in that home yeah Getting back to the real ghost, ghost story. So, we're 12, 13, 11, somewhere in that age range. There's five of us. It's me, my friend, uh, who it's his his parents' house, his sister, and two of her friends. So, we're playing hide and go seek. We're kids, whatever. They have this giant playroom that is literally bigger than the house I live in. Like, the fucking kids' playroom was bigger than my house. I mean, that's that's the scale of this house. So, the game we would play with hide-and-go-seek is we turn off all the lights, you go hide, you're not allowed to move. It wasn't like a hide-and-go-seek tag kind of situation. One person would be it, they'd go count to whatever, and then they would come to find everybody that's hidden, right? You know, it's not too crazy. So, I'm it. Everybody goes and hide, I go to the corner, all the lights go out. So, they were actually all hiding in my friend's bedroom. So, I couldn't find any playroom. I went into the bedroom. 
And I'm like, all right, where is everybody? And I could kind of hear like people wrestling around a little bit. So I knew like I'd found the jackpot, right? These kids are in this room. Meanwhile, I'm a kid too. So I see one of them go sprinting across the room. And I'm like, what? You can't do that. That's cheating. And I went to tag them with my arm and my arm went right through them, like right through their body. And they turned and looked at me and their eyes had like this reflective glow to them. Literally at that moment, all of us screamed, like all of us screamed, the thing disappeared and we turned on the lights and then we left the the room and we went into the playroom. We all turned on those lights and we just sat in the chairs quietly for like an hour. Nobody said anything. We just sat there and just like tried to comprehend what had happened. Uh, I think we ended up playing Sega Genesis, playing Toe Jam and Earl for like another two hours. And then we finally tried to dissect what had happened. And everybody had the same account. Saw something going across the room, saw my arm go through it. Everybody screamed, it disappeared. Okay, you were like in your teens, right? Yeah. All right. So, and was the ghost, could you see him clearly? Like, did you think it was another one of the kids who was in the house? When I think back on it, the way my brain kind of stores that memory uh and part of it is that i've told this story so many times now that like i wonder how much i've kind of painted this picture for myself and now mm-hmm. it is this memory but the way i remember it it's like the in star wars like the little um the little furry guys the ewoks yeah like the little people of the star wars universe yeah uh that's what it looked like it looked like one of those in a robe uh, it was like that size, like uh, it, was, it was about, it was shorter than I was at that time. And, and it looked like, almost like it had like a little robe over its head. And when it turned, it was just blackness with like two reflective things that were. Oh, you're talking about the Jawas, not the Ewoks. Jawas, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jawas. Yeah. The less cute. Yeah. Uh, the the, the small guy's on tattooing instead of outdoor. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say, that's cool that there's like a cute little teddy bear ghost running around in your house. Yeah. Because uh, that's what the Ewoks. It was scary. Uh, I mean, I, that's super nuts. I and it's one of those things where like I experienced it, and I'm just assuming that it didn't happen. But yet, like I saw my friend. I see him about once a year. We'll go to a concert together. He lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and he'll usually come over for some kind of show or something. Every year, I still ask him. I'm like, "Hey, that really happened, right?" And he's like, "Oh, I think about it all the time." Yeah, he was like, "My sister. I was talking to her last week, and we were both laughing about it." Creepy. It's insane to me kind of going back to like our thoughts on human perception being flawed i think the human mind is like hardwired to see shapes that like fit into patterns of how we how we understand things you know seeing faces and uh like random things that where there aren't actually any faces like it's it's like an evolutionary benefit to see those kind of patterns even if they're not there all of the time so, like, when someone tells a story like that and it's just, like, you know, one person saw this thing, I'm kind of like, no, oh, okay. But, you know, the fact that all your friends who were there also witnessed it, also, like, fully to this day believe in it, that you guys have the same account of it, it's really just, like, I, I don't know. That's the kind of story that, like, makes me question things a lot. Yeah, it, it's... It's almost like an urban legend. Like, that's almost how I think about it, except I was there. Yeah. It's like, I'm not quite willing to 
make the jump to this was real, this is what happened, listen to it. All I can do is share my experience. It didn't really have a positive or negative benefit. You know, it wasn't like something that haunted me throughout my life that every time I looked in the mirror, there was this little Jawa looking back at me. You know, it, it just happened and then it was gone. I will say that house did have a lot of like eerie stuff, you know, like the elevator, stairs like creaking all the time. And it was just a very big lot of land. His parents were like pretty absentee. So as kids, we kind of had free roam of the place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know if it was an act of imagination or what. The distinctive memory I have is my arm going through this little dude and it's staring back at me like, why the fuck did you just put your arm through me? And then it just, just... Just gone. When you were running over to tag this entity, I mean, did you just like think it was one of your friends or did you just kind of like in the heat of a very competitive tag game, just like ran over to anything you saw moving or? Oh yeah, I was pissed that they weren't playing by the rules of the hide and go seek. They weren't staying in their spot. They thought they could get by me and run by me and hide somewhere else. And I was like, no, I got you. I I was just like, I'm not going to be it anymore. You're it, you idiot. And then... Little Mr. Ghost was like, man, and ran off. You know how they say in movies that, like, if a ghost goes through you or something, that you'll, like, feel cold? Did you feel anything like that? Uh, That's a great question. I definitely felt fear, an immense amount of fear. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a temperature change. I know what you mean. It's, It's almost like that feeling when you know somebody's watching you and you look behind and there's like somebody like creepily close to you. I, I, I didn't get like that sixth sense kind of feeling. Right. It was like, honestly, it was almost so overwhelming. All my senses were over. It's like I couldn't rationalize what was happening. And especially at that age, everything, it was like the computer just froze, you know, like you couldn't control out to lead and start closing down programs. Shit just locked up and you had to pull out the plug. Like that's, that's what it felt like. We all had to just sit and as little kids, we couldn't even try to rationalize what happened. Yeah. What do you think the ghost wanted with you? You know, do you just want to play hide and seek? If I had to guess that area, it's, it's in the Delta in Mississippi and there are a lot of tragedies that took place in that area. So it could have been as simple as somebody who died too young and wanted the company of other young people. Uh, that's my best guess because there was nothing malicious that felt about it. It was almost like a curiosity huh. kind of experience. Well, if I come back as a ghost, I'm just going to put this out into the universe right now. I want to come back looking like some sort of Star Wars character. Yeah, me too. It doesn't have to be a Jawa. I can come back looking at like Greedo or anyone from Star Wars. I figure, I fi- yeah, I figure as hairy as I am, it would probably be Chewbacca. That's who I would come back as. But that, that's not the only experience I've had. So this next one, these next two actually deal with sleep. So this one, I was 18. Uh, I wasn't in college yet, but I was getting close to graduating high school. And we had a really bad storm at my parents' house. So I, I'm in my room sleeping. And I wake up and there's a face of a woman, literally 12 inches from my face. And she was, had her mouth open like she was screaming. And I could just see like face and hair coming down around me. Uh, and just a very, what I would describe a very bright experience. I don't necessarily remember the color of it. I just remember it being very bright. And I 
audibly yelled when this happened. I mean, there was no like, huh, I wonder what happened. I'm going to go sit in the corner and think about it. No, I just screamed and I ran downstairs. I woke my parents up. Sure, they thought I was crazy as I tried to explain to them that this ghost lady had screamed in my face and my mom said, well, maybe it's just an angel. And I never like cursed in front of my parents then. I mean, now I'm older, I wouldn't really care, but I was like, it was not a fucking angel. It was a ghost. And they were just like, all right, we'll go back to sleep. So I cowered back to my room and like turned all the lights on and looked around and went back to sleep. But that really freaked me out. Yeah. Was it like a sleep paralysis thing? Like, could you move when you woke up? Yeah, I could move. Um, it, it was just like the, the whole occurrence took place in like one or two seconds. So it yeah. was like bang, bang, you know, like eyes open, ghost woman face staring at me. Now, later on, I, I majored in psychology in college and I had, I think it was like my first psych class. The professor talked about how during storms, people can have what they might think is like supernatural experiences when the lightning strikes, the thunder hits to wake you up, all that's happening at once. Your brain can't quite register all that at once. So you may kind of conjure up something you think you're seeing because you're in between a sleep state and reality, kind of like a sleep paralysis situation. So uh, my guess is that's what happened. It freaked me out. Like today, that's even just like the memory of that scares me so much more than the little Jawa dude or dudette running across the room and my and like touching that and it looking back at me. This felt violent. Like if if it, it mm. felt like somebody trying to hurt you, uh, violate you, like all the wrong things you can feel. I felt that in that moment when like this oversized ghost face was screaming. At yeah. Me. Do you buy the kind of psychology explanation of it, or do you think it it really was like a real encounter? Yeah, at this point, that's what I believe. I think it was just my brain uh, pushing this image forward that was me trying to shake myself out of sleep during this really bad thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. If I try to think of it right now, I picture it as if that lightning blast is coming in, you know, the brightness from that, and then that's forcing me to see it. But again, that could be a situation where that's kind of how I'm explaining it to myself, you know, because I would prefer not to believe that some angry ghost lady was like trying to suck my soul out of my body. Right. Yeah. In that situation, I may rather choose to not believe in ghosts. But now there are, uh, I can't remember offhand, but there's like a musician uh, who claims that he had sex with a ghost. Oh, yeah. If you've had sex with a ghost, please and you'd like to know. talk about it, please let us know because we want to talk to you. Specifically about sex with a ghost. We will make you a guest on this podcast. First priority. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were no sexual favors given. It was just, fuck you. I'm a ghost. I'm right above your face. What the fuck are you going to do about it? And it was me screaming as an 18-year-old and running out of my room like a 10-year-old to my mom and dad. Uh-huh. Like, super embarrassing. So, that's, that's the other one. And then um, the last one. It's not really paranormal. I mean, this one is explained by science, but to me, it feels so paranormal. And I think there's people that have also experienced this. I think it's worth bringing up. So it is the sleep paralysis, which you kind of hinted to. So for me, the way that manifests itself, it's when I'm really stressed out, uh, whether it was stuff in school, uh, stuff at work, uh, things like that. 
and it only manifests itself in one way. Uh, it's always a giant black spider. Uh, most of the time, I perceive my eyes being open and seeing the giant black spider drop from the ceiling towards my face or body. Now, when it first started happening, it would really freak me out. I didn't know what was going on. Nobody ever explained to me sleep paralysis or how that works. And I thought I was like just going crazy. I was embarrassed to talk to anybody about it. Um, the girl I was with at the time, I didn't tell her about it. She finally asked because I was literally rolling out of bed, uh, like getting in a fighting stance to try to attack the spider that wasn't there. Finally, one night I Googled it and of course Reddit was like the first thing that came up and it was hundreds of people with shared experiences. Mm. Um, some of them have it much worse. They picture like, like a ghoul or like a man that they can't quite make out standing at the end of their bed, things of that nature. So it could definitely be worse. And I will say that I, over time, I've done a lot of self-care and kind of learned how to manage my stress levels and anxiety. And it's almost 100% gone away. Like, you know, now maybe it happens once every couple of years. But it happens so much that I can recognize it almost instantly and I just go back to sleep. I don't even, oh, yeah. So if a big spider does ever come to get me, I'm screwed. I'm just going to get eaten by the spider because I'm going to... Because you'll think it was a dream. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you are a big spider listening to this <laughs> podcast, please do not contact us. We don't want to have anything to do with you. All right. Leave us alone. Go bother the kids at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or something. So, what do you think? Have I convinced you of, of, of paranormal activity, of ghosts and spiders? and Right. So, your, your first story... I think is like very compelling because like I mentioned, the multiple witnesses, so, so creepy. And I would like to think that if ghosts are real, that they don't have a malicious intent. Maybe they just really do want to play hide and seek with us. I don't know. That would be cool. The other two stories sound super creepy, but I, I guess I'm more leaning to like, oh, well, you know, when you're just waking up from sleep, you might still be kind of like in a weird sleep state where you see things that aren't there. For example, I, I woke up uh, one time from a good night of sleep and I um, like I opened my eyes and I thought I saw my brother's head, like face like right by my bed. Like he was like leaning down just staring at me. And I was like, <laughs> my brother's just being really weird. So I closed my eyes, went back to sleep. And then I felt what I thought was my brother lick me and I jolted out and realized that, oh, it was just a dog. It was oh not my, my brother. But my sleepy mind thought that my brother was licking my face. I thought it was going to be like a home intruder or something staring at your face and nope. licking you. No, nope, not a scary, dark story at all. Just a story <laughs> about my lovely dog. So, oh, I was getting so scared there for a second. I was like, <laughs> what happened to poor JJ? No, totally nothing. No, see, and this is the thing. I don't have like any weird ghost stories. Like that. I, anytime something kind of semi-weird happens to me, it turns out to be something incredibly normal and regular. And I don't know. Do, do you watch those like uh, real, real ghost hunter shows? I've seen them. I, you know, they're so 
typecasted. I feel like uh-huh. there's always like the fat guy with yeah. the thing and like the nerdy skinny guy. I mean, it's straight out of like central casting for like what you should do for those, yeah. you know, for those tropes and stuff. And I feel like those shows always like follow the same pattern, which is like my own life's pattern of ghost encounters of, oh my God, there's definitely a ghost. And then they're just like, oh no, that was just like the janitor who has the night shift or, oh, it was just a cat jumping on the the roof. And they always find themselves in like some really dark place. So they have to use the, you know, the the camera, the night vision. And then they've got their little readers. And then, like you said, everything ends up getting explained, but they always hear a noise in the distance. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same arc. I mean, it's fun. I've, I've watched them before. They're not the worst thing on TV, but I particularly think those people are the most full of shit out of oh, anybody definitely. in the paranormal like playground. Yeah. You know? It's probably just like typical reality TV yeah. bullshit. That's not real. That's not Unlike us. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. That's not us. We're bringing real people with real stories. Yeah. Like the real world. <laughs> yeah. You can trust us because you can't see our faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're no ghost. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of what the podcast is going to be. Typically we're going to have a guest on and let them share their experiences and then we'll kind of break down, um, what's going on. You also get, you know, some taste of life stuff from us as well. Um, you should shoot us an email and, and please let us know your ghost stories or what you think about the podcast. We would love your feedback. Uh, the idea is that we'll be putting one of these out a week and hope you guys like it. Yeah, and if you want to keep up to date on our guests and our ghost stories, go ahead and download and subscribe. Yeah, check us out on iTunes, Real Hauntings. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, that's that's what's going to help us make more episodes. And, uh, you know, we, we think this is a fascinating topic. It's something we're both genuinely interested in. This isn't something we're just doing to do. We, both of us throughout our whole lives have been interested in this. And so we want to dive in deep and, and see what's going on with these ghosts. So I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm JJ Crable. Until next time, Real Hauntings. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.